America, America, the home of the free. But there are people making plans to change America. They've no respect for her. What matters most to me? That's why I stand for the flag and I kneel at the cross. Welcome to EA Truth Radio, brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com. I'm your host, Dan Hennen. Today is February 7th, 2021, and our show will be about current events, specifically news events from this past week. I'll bring to you items that should have been in the news but weren't, and I'll expose the items that were in the news that really shouldn't have been in the news or fake news. Keep in mind, this is a faith-based program. We'll start off the episode with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Yeshua Almighty, the Christ, we humbly come before your throne and ask that you bless the airwaves and this show. Scramble all devices of the enemy and allow this show to go forth and reach millions. Thank you for giving us our audience, Lord, and please give them the ears to hear this message. Please be with each and every one of them where they are while they tune in to our shows. Bless each and every one of them. Ultimately, may thy will be done in Jesus' living, powerful, active, and matchless name. Amen. The founder and publisher of Eternal Affairs Media, Curtis R. Bazelli, is a loyal member of Patriot Mobile and encourages you to mention his name. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative mobile phone carrier that will meet all of your calling, texting, and data needs. You can get up to $600 off your bill annually when you refer friends to Patriot Mobile. Join us and fight for your conservative values with each call you make on their nationwide cell phone network. Remember to mention Curtis R. Bazelli when you sign up for service. Well, let's get started. Strange week, of course, this week. And we'll start off. We'll start off with this. The Republican chair of the GOP in Hawaii has resigned. So this is the in the state of Hawaii, the chair of the GOP, Republican chair, has resigned because the vice chair sent out a few Q-related tweets on January 23rd. This vice chair subsequently resigned on January 24th. But now for some reason this week, the chair resigned. Now the chairperson was not the person sending out the tweets, had nothing to do with QAnon, but resigned. So that is interesting. Funding of the coup in Myanmar was assisted by the Australian government. This came to light here this week I don't think this was mentioned in the news at all, but the funding, remember they had that coup in Myanmar, formerly known as Burma, and that coup was because of the election fraud. But we find out now that the funding, some of the funding came from Australia, in fact, the Australian government. Very interesting. On February 3rd, the CEO of Parler was fired. Parler was making all this news as another spot to go to 
uh, in social media with all the censorship going on, people should jump over to Parler. Now, unknown why, but the CEO was fired this week. Also problems with Robinhood. The Robinhood app for manipulating the stock market. They're now facing 30 plus civil lawsuits because of all this whole arrangement with GameStop, Stock Exchange, Robinhood, and Reddit. So what they were doing is kind of predicting and kind of um, manipulating the stock market. <clears throat> People were buying low and selling high and coming away very, very wealthy. Right now there's 30 plus civil lawsuits against the Robinhood app. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez made the news again this week. Uh, remember now, she was not at the Capitol for her near-death experience for the Capitol riot. Uh, she said that she was there. Uh, the riots took place. She almost died. It was horrendous. It was awful. Trump was behind it. And the Trump supporters are nothing but evil, <clears throat> evil events, evil people causing these insurrections. Now, we know that the uh, Trump wasn't behind this at all. In fact, he was calling for his march for Trump that took place that same day. And that was a peaceful march is all that that was. Antifa folks got in there, including folks like John Sullivan, who's uh, uh, confirmed as Antifa. And they had this staged, possibly orchestrated event that made it look like uh, an attempt to discredit the Trump followers and Trump himself because of this insurrection that took place because of these so-called riots. That's not the case. In the meantime, Alexandria Cortez said that she was there, almost got killed. It was a near-death experience. It came out now, exposed the fact that she was in another building, not anywhere near the Capitol, and in no way was in a near-death experience. So watch when you see and hear people like this talk make wild outlandish claims like this, and then not only make the claims, but the media pushes it and made it frontline, front page news. Remember, the media is the enemy here as well. They're pushing these stories, and it takes um, folks to come forward and say, you know what, she wasn't there. I think it was Candace Owens that says, uh, AOC was not in the building, was nowhere near it, and tried to expose it, but then Guess who was trending later on Twitter that very same day was Candace Owens and people going after her. And so the media and online social media is really flip-flopped. Everything you see is wrong. Everything you don't see is suppressed. It's, uh, the, the, the truth is suppressed and the good guys are being made to look bad, much like what we'll get into with the Mike Lindell story from MyPillow coming up later on. Webcams in Washington, D.C. appear to be down. Uh, folks, even starting with the inauguration back on January 20th, saying the weather wasn't in Washington, D.C., the weather wasn't as it looked during the inauguration for those who lived in Washington, D.C. It wasn't nice and sunny and and uh, a clear day. It was, it was raining and, and drizzling and whatnot. <clears throat> so it exposed the fact that <clears throat> the weather wasn't right. So then where and when exactly did this ceremony, uh, swearing-in ceremony, take place? So people have been watching that, and in order to watch the weather, for those not there, they're, they're, they're looping into these webcams in Washington, D.C., and watching those live to see what's going on. And as more of this has been getting exposed, more of the webcams have been going down, some due to maintenance, some due to technical difficulties. But it's really hard to get any webcams to watch live, live streaming 
of the areas in Washington, D.C. at all, because most of them seem to be going down. So that's another thing to monitor, another thing to watch, uh, because we're living a real life Truman show here. If you've ever seen the movie, The Truman Show, we don't know what to believe what's true and what's not anymore because uh, so much of this doesn't make sense. The governor of California, Newsom, Newsom's approval rating is now down 31%. And I don't think this is making the news at all. This is awful. Newsom's one of the bad guys, the black hats, the deep state, running all this, these wild things in, in, in the state of California, wildfires, um, this federal funding for all, all of these things, for the damages of these fires. And now you get all this uh, lockdown and, and COVID kind of thing in California. Newsom's behind all that. People are catching on here in the Great Awakening. His approval rating has taken a, a hit by 31%. The WHO this week, the WHO, not the band, but the WHO, researchers from the WHO go to Wuhan lab this week in China to make a visit. Now that's what that lab, there's a high end lab in Wuhan. It's a level, I think it's a level five uh, lab, medical lab for very high end events to take place. That's where that, uh, the, 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 the virus, I guess, originated from and was potentially made there. Some speculate that it was made in the US and then transferred there, but that's where it's connected to that lab along with, I think it's University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and other facilities that were part of, involved in making and creating and splicing together that, that virus to make it, and then it was somehow subsequently released in China. Um, they blamed it on the, on the wet market there. But that is your plausible deniability once again. You research it, I mean, I'm sorry, you build it and you make it and then you release it in China. So if anything comes up, you can always say they did it, China did it. Uh, whereas I'm thinking the U.S. was involved in it. Uh, and perhaps maybe China did do it. The matter of fact is that the, it is not correct. It's not an authentic organic virus. It's man-made, <clears throat> manipulated. <clears throat> there was a helicopter crash this week near Boise, Idaho, that killed three National Guard pilots. It was a Black Hawk helicopter that went down. Once again, strange. There might not be anything behind it. But as Q tells us, sorry, as, as 17 tells us, we have to keep in mind helicopter and plane crashes. Seven out of 10 are targeted killings at 70%. So when you see or hear in the news an airplane crash or a helicopter going down, very rarely does that happen. Some are authentic crashes, but we hear about them all the time. 70% of them, roughly, are targeted kills where you're trying to kill someone or someone on board or everyone on board, and they'll blame it on some accident. Newsmax Channel did an inter interview with Mike Lindell this week. And Mike Lindell is exposing the corruption with the voter fraud. And so he did an interview, but it got heated right off the bat, 30 seconds into the interview. Uh, the woman was okay uh, on the on the interview, but the person sitting in the middle, Bob Sellers, got so upset, tried to halt it, tried to overtalk. Mike Lindell didn't let him get his his two words in edgewise, and later stormed off the set and was very upset. Now Sellers, another Operation Mockingbird propaganda person, deep state, who does not want 
the Lindell information to come out. Now, the question here is they brought him on on purpose to do an interview. But the purpose was the censorship in the media, not the voter fraud. And so Bob Sellers, I think, had the agreement with Lindell to talk censorship and censorship only. And Lindell was the one who steered it off track to voter fraud, uh, which is neither here nor there. But Bob Sellers did not like that at all. And that exposed him as not being a truth seeker. Interesting to follow that. Teacher in New Jersey was found dead at school this last week. Interesting case. Some say it was a uh, person, uh, someone left, and uh, the original teacher left. A substitute came in. This was a substitute teacher filling in uh, for some, for some several months, and they found this person dead of a suicide. Just something to monitor, very strange. Jeff Bezos to step down as the CEO at Amazon at the end of the year. Jeff Bezos, another, another name to watch with all this going on. Look for people stepping down, being fired, and resigning. Now, in his case, it could be legit. He actually is stepping down. As he says later in his statement, he's going to stay on as an executive chair on the board. <clears throat> so they're not getting rid of him. He isn't leaving altogether. The ones to watch are the folks leaving altogether, not the ones just taking a different position, uh, like this seems to be. Now, everyone in the media this week is going after Marjorie Taylor Greene, the new House of Representatives who got voted in, uh, gal, female gal there in Georgia. Everyone's going after her. She's another one to watch. A truth seeker, truth teller, white hat, got elected and got voted in. She is causing a stink with some very ugly topics. But keep in mind those topics are real, voter fraud and such. Pence made a statement that he's now interested in running for president in 2024. That's another development to watch in the future. Uh, after being exposed as a black hat and being anti-Trump, being one of these people that was infiltrated the Trump campaign and actually lasted four years as a bad guy helps make some of this easier to believe and easier to swallow why nothing got done in four years with Trump in there. Everything was sand, uh, everything was uh, delayed and sidetracked. Pence, I think, was very involved with that, delaying a lot of these things, pushing things back. And everything just took forever. So in four years, really nothing got done. And that's what the Democrats wanted. And Pence was behind that. Now, it's interesting. He's running for president in 2024, potentially. A federal judge ordered the release of all the Seth Rich investigations documents the FBI has. And they ordered that to take place within the next 90 days. A deadline. So a federal judge. Now, this did not make the news at all. Federal judge gave 90-day deadline for the FBI to turn over everything, all the documents in the Seth Rich murder investigation. Remember, they called that a robbery gone bad or a botched robbery. Well, that was a killing, a murder. They got that jump drive. They got that USB drive off Seth Rich. Um, two MS-13 members went in to kill him. Turns out they didn't. They just injured him. He was rushed to the hospital and later killed there, but he is the hero in all this with the presidential 
the Steele dossier, this whole Russian interference. He was the one blowing the whistle and from the DNC and exposed everything, handed it off to WikiLeaks and Julian Assange to expose the corruption. They needed him dead. He now is dead, but the investigation has been covered up for so long. The nice thing is that a federal judge has ordered the release of everything. Now, the problem I have with that is why 90 days? Why not 5, 10, 15 days, or even 30? This is 90 days. It could be an attempt here to kick the can down the road, as everyone will forget about it three months later. There's just too much going on. Impeach, impeachment managers now say that Trump is solely responsible for the capital attack. Once again, we're getting this capital attack that had nothing to do with Trump. Trump's tweets on that day were, please stop the violence, please do it peacefully. And then later got banned off Twitter for making his peace statement. We do not need violence. We do not need aggression on these peaceful protests. That was obviously an Antifa-sponsored event to make it look like that. But now the people with the, what I'll call it, the fake impeachment, because that's not even going to happen. If Trump is no longer the president, what's the need for an impeachment and what's the impeachment going to do? So once again, look for everything that we're being sidestepped with here, all these distractions. There is no impeachment. Nothing's going to happen with that. He's not even president as far as officially. So it's interesting that they're still pursuing that. But now they're saying that, that he's the sole person responsible for the attack. Lynn Wood made the news. The attorney Lynn Wood, longtime member from Georgia, made the news this week that there was voter fraud in the state of Georgia that involved himself. He said he wasn't a resident. How dare he vote in Georgia? Well, this became kind of comical because Lynn Wood came out and said, you do realize I've been a resident of Georgia since 1955. You do realize this, right? And so <clears throat> he moved in in 2021, I think recently, and it's no longer a resident, but that's where his vote took place, and people were claiming that he was doing voting fraud. And so Lynn Wood, Wood had a little bit of fun with that. Moving on, <clears throat> FBI agent Daniel Elfin. Daniel Elfin, one of the FBI agents killed, there was two v, uh, agents that were killed in a attempt to serve a warrant for child abuse and child videos and pornography and child trafficking. He was one of those killed. Now this was not a random attack. The FBI agent Daniel Elfin is one of the heroes that was exposing the child trafficking cases in the U.S. So it's interesting that this took place resulting from a, basically a, a, a search warrant gone bad that resulted in him being killed. This may have been on purpose to get him out of the picture. Daniel Elfin, last name A-L-F-I-N. CNN's president Jeff Zucker announced he will step down at the end of the year. Another one to watch. CNN President Jeff Zucker to step down. Now, I'd like that uh, if that would have taken place sooner or midway during the year. He's waiting till the end of the year. So that's really 10 months. I'm not sure if that's relevant or anything, but it's something worthwhile to follow. Emmett Smith, Emmett Sullivan, sorry, retires this week. He was the Mike Flynn judge 
on that case that kept after the judges and the courts kept ruling that Flynn pled guilty to something he didn't do and they proved it that he didn't do it. He committed no crime. And so they let him off and dropped all the charges. Emma Sullivan was the attorney that kept saying, you know what, we need to investigate this further because Mike Flynn is a bad guy. And so right away, Emmett Smith was exposed at that point as a bad guy, black hat, part of the deep state. And it's good that he is now done. His job is done. I'm sure he'll retire very successfully for the good work that he did on pushing this, kicking this can down the road on the Flynn case all this time. Emma Smith is not a good man. The Mike Lindell video came out this week on Friday. Absolute Proof is the documentary, two hours in length, available for free on the internet. Please watch that. It talks about the voter fraud. This video is two hours long. It discusses the vulnerability. It involves, involves certain cases and courts that are uh, looking at this right now. Mainstream media will tell you that there's nothing going on with voter fraud. Everything's done. They'll tell you that a couple of cases were brought up by Trump and they were dismissed as there was no voter fraud. What Lindell does in the video here is he brings up the actual cases, brings up the cases that were presented and the ones that were dismissed. The judges did not allow evidence to be brought forth in voter fraud. And so in those cases, if there was voter fraud, uh, sworn affidavits, evidence of video, evidence of audio, where there was voter fraud, clearly captured on tape, clearly captured on video, obvious cases of voter fraud. Those judges in those cases, the compromise to judges says, we'll hear the case, but anything to do with evidence, actual evidence of voter fraud is going to be suppressed. We're not going to have time to hear it. Those are the cases that got dismissed, and that's what makes the, the mainstream news. And so the general public ends up believing that there was no voter fraud. Lindell makes that case pretty good. He also moves on in a different sec section of that to mention the different server locations for our U.S. elections and why they're held in different countries. He mentioned the Frankfurt, Germany server locations with CITL, the DE.NIX, uh, DNIX location, the cities involving servers in Barcelona, Spain, Italy, Toronto, Canada. And so all of these servers were flipping the votes in the presidential elections. And there's evidence of that. They bring all of that up. Then he brings on Mr. Russ Ramsland, who is an actual forensic auditor, talked about how some of these things were working, how some of the vulnerabilities in the hacking of the software where they were allowed to get in and do things and flip switches and actually take control of the servers in the U.S. down to the county level. Yes, I repeat, down to the county level in some of these cases where they were able to get the credentials by hacking, logging in and changing the numbers, whatever they want it to be, not just the flipping of the numbers, the flipping of the totals. And so that was very good. He mentioned a program called QSnatch that was written uh, to do some of this information to be able to grab. He mentioned the Dominion or the ESS. Remember, there, there may be different companies. Uh, some states may use the, the, the Dominion voting machines or they may use the ESS voting machines. But remember, it's the software behind them, Smartmatic. Remember, this used to be the Diebold company, Diebold. 
involved directly in the election interference with the year 2000 and 2004, with Bush winning both those elections, and he clearly didn't. That also was not an allegation. That is fact. That is a truth. And so they go on further to the Antrim, Antrim County in Michigan, and um, they talk about some of those things and all the corruption that was going on with the voting. That's a good video to watch. I clearly recommend to watch it, whether you're a Trump fan or not, whether you're a Mike Lindell fan or not. The purpose of the documentary is to show the voter fraud and how it was carried out. And the guests and the interviews that are done are, are very good. Marjorie Taylor Greene talked about her earlier. She went on in front of the uh, closed door in front of the house and made talked about her social media posts and, and apologized and says, you know what, I'm sorry for making this and some of my comments on social media. Uh, she did apologize for that. I'm not sure how sincere that was, but she did apologize to, I think, to simply placate the folks involved that didn't like her. They said they want to have some action about you coming in as a freshman representative and making all these wild conspiracy claims. She apologized for some of those. Um, she did not say that they were false or fake, but she did not know some of these things that she had retweeted. Uh, but she gave her apology and received a standing ovation from the others. Some say that she actually went so far as to, de to denounce QAnon. Now, I haven't seen that. I haven't heard of that. I, had, I have a hard time believing that she would have denounced QAnon because she was a big supporter and still is of QAnon. Very interesting. Kyle Rittenhouse made the news this week. Kyle Rittenhouse was involved in that uh, police shooting. He went missing. Now, interesting thing with him going missing is that the DA in the case now seeks an arrest warrant for him. Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse. One of the good guys um, deemed to be bad, of course. They've got him discredited altogether. Robert Kane age 54, a Connecticut state auditor, found dead this week. And so that's not something else uh, to raise suspicion. Now, is that authentic? Did he actually die? Was it by natural causes? Possibly, who knows? But I find it very strange, a healthy man, only aged 54, who's the active Connecticut state auditor, is found dead. Keep in mind, Connecticut is one of those states that's heavily corrupted. Keep that in mind. So anything there kind of jumps out. Fox Network this week canceled the Lou Dobbs show. Very interesting. Lou Dobbs, one of the good guys, longtime white hat, truth teller, truth seeker, was canceled. Speaking of canceled, Twitter suspended the account of the Gateway Pundit just yesterday. Just yesterday, February 6th, one of the Good news outlets you'll get from Jim Hoft on Twitter called the Gateway Pundit and his news website. Actually, one of the very few truth-telling websites you'll see is Gateway Pundit. Please try to follow their news and their articles as an alternative source. Very good, very good information. Twitter dropped that. That's very interesting to note. On February 5th, Marjorie Taylor Greene says, I'm going to hold a press conference. So even after all this apologizing and whatnot, she still had to hold another press conference. Um, she is getting literally attacked at every which way. They're trying to pull her off of all the committees that she currently serves on. 
in the house. Now, as of just yesterday, Claudia Tenney won a House seat on election night over Anthony Brindisi. So election night, Brindisi won. There was lawsuits and recounts because it was so close. They had to go to court because of this. They redid, redid the count. And just yesterday, this is February 6th. These elections were November 3rd. The general public believes that these elections are all done and final and finalized. And so the reason I bring this up is that this goes to show that these court cases are still going on. They're not making the news. They're still going on, and this is flipped. The court demands that Claudia Tenney take her position, her seat in the House. She actually won. So I think we're going to see more of this coming into play here along with uh, the president, the election, the fake Biden sitting in the White House right now. A lot of this will come true. In New York, the state of New York has finally, finally just yesterday released the actual data on the virus statistics at each of the nursing homes. So what they did right away when the elderly folks would get the virus, Cuomo was pushing these folks into the nursing homes. And so 17 on the boards was saying that, remember, we can't have people going into the nursing homes. That's where they're dying. That's where they're infecting the others that already have pre-existing conditions. And it really drove up the death rates. And New York was one of those states that were driving people of older age the elderly, instead of keeping them separated to get healthy, they were pushing them into nursing homes. And uh, when, when 17 was telling this on the boards, that was exposing the fact that uh, Cuomo was, was part of this group to drive up these numbers. Now the truth is coming out. The numbers were really actually now worse than they first had imagined in the nursing homes. That's where the deaths were taking place. That's where the people or the, if you call it a hoax, um, it really was getting people sick. But at the elderly age and those with pre-existing conditions, it was really giving them a wallop. And that's how they were able to drive those numbers up, forcing those people into other people in close contact, close, close proximity into the nursing homes. That all was released just yesterday. And a final note, on the Mike Lindell video, that came out absolute proof. It says now in two days that since it's been out, his website, his website shows that 10 million people have gone to that website in the first two days. That's huge. That's what I call going viral. Now we won't hear anything about it in the mainstream news or the front page, but 10 million is huge. He went on to say that the statistics show that roughly 5 million of those viewers watched the entirety, watched it till the end watched all two hours of that documentary. Five million people across the globe. Very interesting. That's good news. Once again, feel free to share it with your friends, family, coworkers, and loved ones. Very good documentary. Remember to check out all of our articles and content at eternalaffairsmedia.com. And if you feel so led to do so, please click the links in the description to support us financially. We are an entirely independent media operation and end times ministry. We rely on your support to continue providing you excellent content. 
go to eternalaffairsmedia.com and bookmark the site. As well, as sign up for the email newsletter in case they ever take our social media pages down. Shout out to our donors, Patreons. This week in particular, a shout out to Marilyn. Thanks for your donation, Marilyn. Once again, today is February 7th, 2021. My name is Dan Hennon. Thanks for listening. For the friends I have loved and lost, then I still believe in God we trust. And the brain of my forefathers granted us. I hope it's not too late to save America.